Welcome Cathedral of Faith. I'm Gary Palacios, the campus pastor in Morgan Hill. What a great day to worship God. You know, Psalms 27, 4 says, One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Are you ready to worship? It's part of anticipation. Are you expecting God to move? If you expect Him to move, He will move. So let's come with that anticipation, that expectation that He's going to move. Let us now worship.
Hello, Cathedral friends and family. We've got some fun opportunities coming up. Here's what's going on. First, if you're new around here, welcome. Whether you are on campus or online, we are so glad that you've joined with us today. We would love to get to know you a little bit better and share with you a little bit about what we do here at the church. So go ahead, take out your phone, scan the code on the screen, text the number, or see one of our team members. This Saturday, November 6th, is our annual car show. We'll have an awesome pancake breakfast, music, raffles, and a whole lot of fun. Now, one of the best parts about our car show is that it's a great opportunity to donate to our toy drive, which provides presents to kids in our community for Christmas. So if you're able, bring a new unwrapped toy with you to drop off in our donation area. Also next weekend, we are celebrating our church's 56th anniversary. That is 56 years of living out the love of Jesus in our community. So make sure you're here to celebrate with us. As always, for the latest of what's happening here at the church, you can follow us on social media, check out the church website, or give us a call at the church office. Have a great weekend. Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. I'm so glad that you joined us for service today. We love our online community, and we pray for you. We're believing that God is gonna meet you today during this service. In fact, we start a new series called Breakthrough, and if you need a breakthrough, we're believing that over these next few weeks that God is gonna give you the breakthrough that you need. I, I love how the Cathedral of Faith family has stepped up in so many ways to serve and to be a blessing. And one of those ways, I got a, uh, a text a few days ago from a friend who works at Bloom Energy. And they're looking to hire 300 people full-time. All you need is a high school diploma and they'll do all the training. And we wanted to share that with the Cathedral family that if this can be a blessing to you in your current situation, you can contact them. And we hope that God will continue to lead, guide, and direct you and lead you to your place of purpose. Well, Thanks again to all the cathedral family who have been so faithful in their giving through this extraordinary season. We've never seen anything like it in my lifetime, and, and you've been so faithful. The Bible says, I thank my God every time I remember you. The Apostle Paul writes, and boy, that's how I feel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because of your faithful support, we've been able to continue to Keep the message going, the good news of Jesus Christ to the Bay Area and around the world. There are lots of ways to give. You can give on your app. You can give online. You can give, well, by texting the number on the screen. But however you give, thank you again for your faithfulness. We deeply, deeply appreciate it. And as I mentioned, today we start a brand new series called Breakthrough. If you need a breakthrough, get ready. We believe God is going to meet you at your point of need 
Here's Dr. Wayne to kick off our new series. You are on the threshold of a breakthrough. God wants to bring a breakthrough in your life. He wants to bring a breakthrough in our church. He's preparing us for a season of breakthrough. And we are believing that over the next weeks, as we study the prayers of the Bible, God is going to help us be positioned to have our hearts ready. And that's what I want to do this weekend is help our hearts be prepared to be open ground for the breakthrough God has for us. Breakthrough and prayer. Breakthrough and prayer. Those are so vitally linked together. And we're going to believe that as we come to the Lord in this time, he's going to teach us how to pray for those breakthroughs to happen. It all comes from a passage of scripture that we read in the book of Matthew, the words of Jesus to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount and the words of Jesus to you and to me. Here's what he says. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find Knock and the door will be open to you. Do you see all these wills here? Everyone who asks will receive. The one who searches will find. The door will be open to the one who knocks. You might be saying, Pastor Wayne, that sounds great, but I'm not that good at praying. In fact, what if I came to your house right now or your car or wherever you are and said, hey, we want you to lead in prayer for the whole church. Some of you would freak out. But the reality is you're not alone. Paul writes in Romans chapter eight, he says, we don't even know what we should pray for nor how we should pray. You're not alone. In fact, the disciples, after all the time they spent with Jesus their question was, God, would you teach us to pray? You know, they heard him teach so many amazing lessons, but they never said, Lord, teach us to teach. They saw him do so many amazing miracles, but they never said, teach us how to do miracles. The question they asked was, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's what we want to do this weekend. We want to understand what kind of prayer God's looking for, for breakthrough. And that's where we're going today. The purpose of prayer. What is the purpose of prayer? Why do we even pray? Because sometimes I think we don't understand what prayer is, and that's why we get into trouble. Well, let me talk about the first one. One of the reasons many people pray is when crisis happens. A crisis takes place, and you know what happens then? They think prayer is like a fire extinguisher. So it's like, oh no, I've got this crisis. I go and I get a prayer. I call my friends, help me, help me get through this crisis. Help me get through this. Oh, you see what my kids are doing. You see what happened at work. You see what's going on in my health. But prayer is not a fire extinguisher to just to put out the crisis. Now we can come to God in crisis, but that's not the purpose. There's other moments when Well, you know what I'm talking about. We get into a mess. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not our fault. But here's the problem. Prayer is not a magic lamp. Some of us think, oh, if I just get the little prayer and pray the right way and say the right words, then I can convince God to come and take care of my mess. It's almost like we have this 
Abracadabra prayer. You are a boss who gives raises and promotions and encourages and is generous. And poof, that prayer is offered and our boss becomes that amazing person. Or sometimes we think, oh, if I could just be the parent, hocus pocus, be the parent. And boom, I change. No, prayer is not a magic lamp. It's not something that we pull out when we get a mess. Although when we're in a mess, we can call out upon God. Another thing that happens is we come to a situation where we have a need. Oh God, you see what my need is. But here's our problem. We can sometimes think that prayer is like a tug of war, but prayer is not a tug of war. What happens is we think, oh, okay, God, if, if, if I pray long enough, if I pray enough times, maybe if I pray seven times, if I pray 21 times, if I pray 100 times, maybe I can co- convince God to come and answer this prayer. Or sometimes this tug of war is bargaining, where what we do is we like, okay, God, if you answer this prayer, I'll go to church more. Oh, come on. God, if you, if, if you answer this prayer, I'll start tithing. But prayer is not intended to be a tug of war. Prayer is the opportunity that you and I have to connect with God. Prayer is relationship. Prayer is spending time communicating and connecting with God. Because in the end, it's not just about answers. It's not just about God doing what we want. In fact, I'm going to give you a secret at the end of this message. God answers every single prayer. He's answered every prayer you've ever asked. And you're thinking, Pastor Wayne, wait, what? I, I know prayers would answer. Wait and see. I'm going to give you that tip when we get to the end. The purpose of prayer is relationship. In fact, one of the culminating statements is this. Lord, it's you and not your gifts I crave. Prayer is this place of intimacy and connection with God so that we come to this place with him of connecting, of relationship. Yes, we can pray over our crises and our mess and our needs, but the purpose of prayer is far deeper. In fact, here's a great statement that I hope will be an encouragement to you. It says, if my goal in prayer is only answers, then I will feel discouraged at times. But if my goal is communion with God, then I'm always satisfied. If my goal is connection and communion with God, I will always be satisfied in prayer. We aren't toddlers just demanding our way and throwing tantrums and begging and pleading, falling on the ground and kicking till we get our way. No, we're in relationship with an almighty God who loves us and cares for us. So let me talk about the purpose of prayer for just a little bit. Here's why we pray. It's to help us grow spiritually and become more like Jesus. The end goal of all prayer isn't just answers. The end goal of prayer is that I would be more like Christ. That my character, my responses, my perspective would all be more Christ-like. In 1 John chapter 5, we read these words. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. So God promises us that we can ask, we can press in, but there's a position in our heart we need to be ready for. Because in the end, breakthrough prayer isn't just getting God to do something. It's God creating you to be something which is more like him. I'm sure we all have those friends. 
As soon as we see them coming, we know, what do they want now? Because they only show up when they want something. And I'm wondering how many times God thinks that way. He's like, oh, he must be in a mess. Oh, he must be in a crisis. Oh, she must be struggling because she's finally back. No, the whole purpose of prayer is this intimate connection of relationship that makes us more like Christ. That's why we need persistence of prayer. We need persistence of prayer. You might be saying, well, Pastor Wayne, why do I have to pray more than once? I mean, he knows what I want. I I don't even have to say it. He knows everything. And why why don't I just ask once? And why doesn't he just answer right away? Why, Why do I have to keep on asking? Why do I have to be persistent? There are so many passages of scripture. Colossians is one of them where Paul writes these words and says, be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. Over and over and over in scripture, we're told to be persistent. But the question you might have is, why do I have to keep asking? I don't get it. But remember, the purpose of prayer is relationship. So let me tell you why you haven't seen breakthrough in some areas yet. Delayed breakthrough keeps my attention focused on God. Here's what happens. When I have to keep praying, I keep focusing on him. And when there's delays, sometimes it's part of God saying, that's right, I want you to know where to look. I want you to know where to focus. Don't focus on those circumstances. Don't focus on what you don't have. Don't focus on what's going wrong. Keep looking to me. David's a great example of this in Psalm 25 when he writes these words and says, my eyes are continually looking to the Lord because he's the one who keeps me from tripping over my feet. He's saying, look, I have to keep looking to him. The psalmist in 105 says a similar thing when he says, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence constantly or continually. This is that persistence of praying. Another part of delayed breakthrough is this. Delayed breakthrough shows me who I am. You know, you can often tell what somebody's like when they don't get what they want right away. You you come to a toddler and you say, No, or you say, not yet, or wait a while. It's all the same to them. They don't get it. That's what immaturity is. But in this moment, we recognize that I get to see what's really in my heart. What is it I really want? How many of us are glad that the first time we prayed something, we didn't always get it because in the end, that would not have been good for us. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 9 says this, I will purify them and put them to the test. Just as gold and silver are purified and tested, they will pray in my name and I will answer them. And I will say, you are my people. And they will reply, you, Lord, are our God. God purifies and tests us in the waiting process. We find out what's really inside of us. Why do we really follow after God? What is our real heart? And that's how we see what God needs to work on in us. Because here's the truth. Before every blessing is a testing. Let me say that again. Before every blessing is a testing. Before God can trust you enough to bless you, he's got to test you. He's got to work in you. He's got to transform you. And so the persistence of waiting in prayer is what shapes our character. Also, praying persistently reveals our desires. I start to see what I really want. You know, the desires of our heart, God gives them to us. And he loves to fulfill the desires of our, but sometimes our desires can be misplaced. Let me give you an example. You put fire in a fireplace, yeah, romantic, warm, lovely, but you put fire someplace else in the house, that's the wrong place for that desire. 
The desire belongs in the fireplace, not in your whole house. Another example is water. Who wouldn't love to sit in a nice hot tub of water, but you don't want that water in all the rest of your house? It's a misplaced desire. And sometimes when we're praying, God's like, oh, that desire is a little off. It's in the wrong place. It's toward the wrong thing. We have an amazing couple in our church. Leon and Salome wrote, they lead a class here on Sundays called Becoming the One. In fact, Salome wrote this book, Becoming the One, and here's the whole premise. A lot of people, their desires, oh, I want to find the one. I want to find the one. I want to find the one. And she's teaching and he's teaching together. No, it's not about finding the one. It's about becoming the one. And when you become the one, you need to be. God will bring all those things together. He's t- testing our desires. That's why the psalmist says in Psalm 37, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God's testing our desires and making sure they're in the right place. Another thing that persistent praying does is it reveals our priorities. What is really important to us? Is it just my personal peace, my personal provision, my personal life and my personal happiness? Jesus in that same Sermon on the Mount where he says, ask, seek, and knock, says this in Matthew 6. Why be like unbelievers who worry about everything? Your heavenly father already knows all your needs and he will give you all you need if your first concern is to live for his kingdom. That's our first concern. How can I tell what's really important to you? What you worry about. If you're always worried about what people think, that's what's most important to you. And persistent prayer helps us figure out what's really important. And this passage said our first concern should be to live for his kingdom. To have Christ in the center. So persistence in prayer, delayed breakthrough, often happens when God's saying, come on, just shift that just a little bit. Move that priority over so that I'm the center and not just your personal peace. Because God's promise is true. The sons of Korah wrote in Psalm 84, no good thing will the Lord withhold from those who do what is right. And sometimes persistent prayer is about moving me over so that my desires are right. Praying persistently also reveals something else. It reveals my maturity. You know, those of you who were parents, remember the first time that you had to let your kid cry themselves to sleep? You feel like, oh, I'm such a horrible parent. But the reality is that kid has to learn at some point they're not the center of the universe. That everything is not centered around them. That sometimes our maturity level is revealed when God sort of says, not yet. I mean, there are 14-year-olds who want to drive out there, but they don't have their license. It's not yet time. They don't have the maturity. Or do you remember the first time, those of you who have older kids, that you finally trust them enough to leave them home alone? The whole time you were gone, you were nervous, you were thinking, you were texting, you're calling, it's like, are you guys okay? You're doing fine? Because the question is, are they mature enough to do this? Maturity brings responsibility and opportunity. And as we become more mature in Christ, then we're ready for what he wants to do. Because here's the truth. We know it well here at Cathedral of Faith. Delays are not denials. Just because it's not happening now doesn't mean it's not what God wants. But sometimes there's a delay because he's working something in us. 
Sometimes he's accomplishing a work in our character. Because remember the purposes of prayer is that we become more like Christ. Hezekiah was a good king. And in 2 Chronicles we read this. It says God left him on his own to see what he would do. He wanted to test his heart. Sometimes, just like a parent who lets their kids be home for the first time by themselves, God lets us be alone for a while. Well, we don't feel like he's here. We don't feel like he's in. We feel alone, but it's to test our heart. What really is important to us? Again, before every blessing is a testing. It happened to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Before they could enter into the promised land, it says, The Lord led you through the wilderness for 40 years, humbling and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would really obey his commands. Sometimes delayed answer to prayer is about God testing our character. Because the problem with us is we want to feel the ease, but God wants to heal the disease. We just want to be comfortable and have peace and everything together. And God's like, oh, there's something deeper inside. There's an attitude. There's a wound. There's a situation. There's a something deeper inside you I want to work on. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6 these words. Give yourself completely to be used in the hands of God for his good purposes. What happens is I give myself in prayer. When I keep praying and keep praying and keep praying, it's me saying, God, I recognize you're the source. I focus my attention on you. I know you're doing a work in me. And here's a final thing about that. Praying persistently reveals my faith. It shows me where my faith really is. Is it in my feelings? I don't feel God. I don't feel like anything's happening. I feel frustrated. Or is it in our good, good father? Here's what our good, good father says in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans I have for you. Yeah, you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's his purpose. That's his plan. That's the word of God. That's what we can put our faith in. He has plans for you. He has breakthrough for you. He wants to work in you and transform you and help you be all he intended you to be. That's his promise. And that's where we put our faith. Sometimes delayed breakthrough is testing our faith. But Paul encourages the Galatians and he encourages you and me when he says, let us not get tired of doing what is right. Oh, and I love this part. For at the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. If we're getting discouraged, it's because we're giving up. But he says, keep pressing in. Again, through persistent prayer, God is changing you. In the end, it's not just about the answers. It's about what God's doing in us. As we press into him, as we, as we call out of him, he then starts to work a change in us. How many of you know, who've watched children, the dreams and desires and demands of a three-year-old are very different than a 10-year-old? And very different than an 18-year-old. And hopefully very different from someone much older. As we mature in Christ, our desires mature. We, we start to see what's really important. And God is changing us so that we can be ready. So let's now look at the promise of prayer. God gives us some promises. God answers every single prayer we pray. 
There's not a prayer you've prayed he hasn't answered. And you're saying, oh, Pastor Wayne, I know some prayers he didn't answer. So let me sort of walk you through this. Sometimes God's answer to prayer is no. You're like, wait, what? But when my request is not right, God says no. He's like, hey, you know, if I give you this candy, it's going to spoil your meal. If I give you what you think you want right now, it's not really for your long-term good. So when my request is not right, God answers and he says, nope, not now. We all know how many times we've had to say no to people, no to kids, because it wasn't right. It wasn't the right time. Even they wanted it so badly. Sometimes when God answers, he says no. Well, here's the next one. Sometimes God's answer is grow. And here's the truth. When I'm not right, God says grow. If I'm praying a prayer and persistently asking, God sometimes says, "Uh, Wayne, first you need to grow a little bit because you're not quite ready. You're not old enough to be left alone. You're not old enough to get the keys. You're not old enough, mature enough for what you're asking for. So sometimes God's answer is nope. Sometimes his answer is grow. Now, the third one is this. Sometimes God's answer is slow. When the timing's not right, God says slow. Sometimes he just says, nope, that's not the right thing for you. Sometimes he says, hey, once you're a little further along and ready, I'll do it. Other times it's like, you know what? I'm getting some things in position. I'm getting everything in place at just the right moment. Take it slow now, but you'll see what I'm going to do. Finally, the fourth one is this. God answers in these four ways. No, grow, slow. Sometimes it's a go. Sometimes, as it says here, when my request, when the timing and my character are lined up, God's like, yeah, answer that prayer now. Boom. This is how he always answers prayer. This is how he's answered every prayer you've ever prayed. Some of you may be struggling because you just got to know from God. But sometimes he says no to that because he's got something better. Sometimes he says grow because it's like, Wayne, there's some things in your character I need to work on first. You're not quite ready to handle it. But as soon as I get all that in place, you'll be ready. Sometimes he's saying, hey, trust me. I know it's taking a long time, but hang in there. Keep being persistent. Keep pressing in. I'm about to do a great work. And then when my requests and the timing and character line up, he says, go. Let's look at this next passage of scripture. This is what Paul says to us. Pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Always stay alert and be persistent in prayer. Look at all these alls and everys and always. That's why he calls us to constantly be pressing in to pray. That on every occasion that the Spirit would come and help us to be persistent. Whether we're getting a no or go, a slow or grow, God's working on our character. He's working on who we are to purify our desires so that we really have our desires lined up with him. This is an extremely important part of our life in Christ. So much so that Jesus taught about it often. In fact, one of his teachings in Luke chapter 8, he says this to the disciples and to you and me. 
Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should, what? Always, let me say that again, always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. That's persistent prayer. His call for us to keep pressing in. God, I believe for that breakthrough. You see what my family's going through. You see these circumstances. You see what's happening. But Lord, draw me closer to you. Make me more like you. Open my heart. Because the reality is, if I were to put out a survey and say, what breakthrough do you want? 90% of people say, oh, if God could change this or make this happen and provide this. Very few people would say, well, I'm a little selfish. I need prayer. Or I'm not as grateful as I need to be. Or I'm more stubborn and prideful than anybody. Most of us don't recognize that that's the real issue God's trying to get through us for breakthrough. That he would work in us and transform our lives and circumstances. So notice what it says. Always pray, never give up. See that contrast there? If we're praying, we won't give up. But if we're giving up, then it's probably because we're not praying. That's why he says, keep praying don't give up. So if you're on the verge of giving up, you're probably not praying. And that's why God says, press into me. I'm longing for that relationship with you. I want to connect with you. I want to transform you in your life. Because here's the truth. God asked Moses this question in Numbers 11, and he wants to ask us, is there any limit to my power? There's no limit to God's power. There's no limit to what God wants to do. There's no limit to how he wants to work in our lives. He is longing to bring breakthrough. In fact, you are only one prayer away from a breakthrough. You're only one prayer away from that dream fulfilled, from that promise being kept, from that miracle being performed. We read in the Bible about the people of Israel when they went and they marched around the walls of Jericho seven days and finally seven times, they circled those walls. What if they only did it six days? What if they only did it five times? There would be no answer. The prophet Elijah told Naaman, go and dip in the river seven times. What if he only dipped once? You see, you could just be one step, one prayer, one breakthrough away from God's purposes for you and for his purposes in your life. It's important for us to draw those circles of prayer. What is it you're believing for today? I'm going to invite you to step into that circle. Say, God, here I am. You know my circumstances. You know my struggle you know what I'm longing for. You know what I need. You know the mess. You know the crisis. But you also know, I want to know you. Work in me. I don't know what your need is. I don't know what your area of breakthrough is. At work, maybe you need a job or you need a better job or your spouse and you are struggling or your kids are just pulling your hair out because it's going crazy. Or maybe there's just an internal battle, an emotional struggle. I want you to imagine yourself being in that circle right now because God wants to touch you. He wants to work in you. And Lord, I pray you know every heart of every person and you know every breakthrough that's needed. Come by your spirit. Open our eyes. Increase our faith. 
Help us to mature. Place our desires in the right place that you can work in us. One of the ways we know what's important to us is what we worry about. And Lord, you see what this person's worrying about. Let them know that you've got this. You're in control. You are in charge. You are working in ways they cannot see. And so, Lord, I commit all of us to you. Come over the next weeks and bring breakthrough in us. For those of us who are in the middle of a no answer, help us to mature. For those of us in the grow process, oh God, you know how painful that is, but help us to grow. For those of us who are, it's taking way too long, give us persistence and patience. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that there's nothing impossible for you and that you are working in us to make us more like you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let me sort of share a truth with you. Every breakthrough has a genealogy. Every breakthrough can be traced in a family line. And if you trace the breakthrough all the way back to its origin, you're going to find a prayer. So your decision to pray, your decision to come before the Lord, your decision to be persistent and press into him is the beginning of a genealogy of a breakthrough. That's what we're believing for you. God wants to bring breakthrough in your life. And may his faith increase inside of you to believe, yes, even for you. May hope rise that God's not finished yet. May patience be worked in you so that you can see it might not be here yet, but God, I trust you and your timing. There is no death that God can't bring life to. There is no darkness he can't bring light to. And the worship team is coming right now to sing this song, Rattle. And I hope it rattles your spirit. I hope it shakes something inside of you and increases your faith and helps you know God's not finished yet. He's still at work. May faith arise as the worship team comes to lead us in this powerful declaration of praise. silent surely it was through but since when has impossible ever stopped you Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb since when has impossible ever stopped you This is the sound of dry bones rattling This is the praise make a dead man walk again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling
prophesy over our lives, over our families, over our dreams, over these ministries, over our city. Let's believe God to do the miraculous. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Oh, God says live. God said live. And the bones begin to Expect a breakthrough. Pastor Ken's going to come next week and continue this series. Expect a breakthrough. We're believing with you for God to work in you, your family, your workplace. Expect a breakthrough. As we go from this place, I want to encourage you by declaring that passage over you that we started this service with. And here's what Jesus says to us. Ask for a breakthrough. And it will be given to you. 
Search for a breakthrough and then you will find. Knock for a breakthrough and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks for a breakthrough will receive. And the one who searches for a breakthrough will find. And the door to breakthrough will be opened to the one who knocks. May that be the promise fulfilled in your life. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the Lord. Hey, everybody. Come on in. Welcome back. We are so excited. We have a new uh, series, and it is Breakthrough Through Prayer. And Dr. Wayne has given us a pack-filled, oh my goodness. Broke it down. Broke it down, broke it down. We're going to have a lot to do Bible study this week, which would be awesome. Before we move forward, we want to hear from you. What is it that you are praying for? What is it that you want to break through? And just like he said, to stand right in the circle of that, would you type that in so that we can agree with you, believe with you? As like, it's like a faith step. You're Amen. putting it in action. We can see it and pray with you because we are in this together. Good so stuff. let's jump right into it. Ooh. Pastor Esther, you want to lead us? Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, Wow, Dr. Wayne, that was a really good message. I actually had my own altar call when I was listening to it. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of a breakthrough, mm-hmm. but I'm not there yet. So mm-hmm. I'm really checking my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I want it. I want to see the goal. I want to see the result. Mm-hmm. But what is it that maybe needs to be broken in my life? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of the story of Jericho, mm-hmm. Joshua, you know, marching seven times around the walls of Jericho. But actually, God said, I'm already giving you the breakthrough. Right. He already, he, yeah. they, he, he has already, they, they were already winning. God says, you are already mm-hmm. winning, but I need you to do this. And I was just imagining myself marching with those men and women, yeah. <laughs> you know, marching around those walls. And the first time, we're all excited, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second time, we're hanging in there, encouraging mm-hmm. one another. And then the third time, it's like, okay, it's kind of getting hot in here. <laughs> and we're kind of getting tired, you know? And then the fourth time, you're kind of like seeing people already like complaining and getting discouraged. And yeah. I don't know if I can do this. Maybe it wasn't for me, maybe I didn't hear God, then, you know, the fifth mm-hmm. time, then the sixth time, and people do give up, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm somewhere at a sixth time, like, do not give up, don't grow yeah, weary, awesome. you know, and, and also maturing, God is changing something in me, he's breaking something in me, and I just, I want to get it, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to quit, there's too many people looking at my life too, they're, they're mm-hmm. looking, mm-hmm. Are, are they going to finish marching around, and mm-hmm. I don't want to quit, and yeah. You know, so I don't know. God just do a breakthrough in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's just we're maybe just one prayer away from the breakthrough yes. and we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another way that I've put that before is God, do not leave me to myself. Yeah. Like, please do and bring up what is needed and necessary because um, I, the stuff I do know, but then there's so much I have no idea of. And there's nothing in us that we want to be a hindrance to God or a hindrance to others. And we're unaware of it. No, God, uproot it, uproot it, uproot it. Do something in me, no matter how much it hurts. Yeah. One of the other things I've heard where it says, grow, no, slow, the answers of God um, and the purposes of God in the way he answers. When it was slow, I was thinking about Zion and how we were praying to have a baby and 
Um, took, you know, a lot longer than, than we had anticipated. But when he did came, it was the perfect time for wow. more ways than I can actually explain. And one of them is my father was, we were going to find out a month and a half after Zion born that my dad was going to die in six months. Wow. And then we also I had, we had some personal situations that were so difficult. And Zion was such a blessing and a hope in so many ways. And mm. so a slow answer from the Lord was perfect, mm. was perfect. Powerful. Yes. I mean, these, these messages, like, it gives you a mirror, you know? Like, yeah. I was listening, so, dude, I'm all messed up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what I I mean, when, when I look like, um, when I think about Esther's mom, you know, like, maybe insignificant to the world, mm -hmm. but she was a prayer warrior, mm -hmm. man. Like, every night she was praying. Mm -hmm. Every night she was praying. She prayed me in, into, you know, into God's kingdom so many years ago, and how God sometimes works. I, I love like, like how we came here, for instance. Mm -hmm. It was when so fast, we were at the end of the road, said, Lord, what are you going to do? And then God mm -hmm. came through. Like we, and then we were here in a couple of months. We packed our bags and all these things. On another time, mm -hmm. we received a vision from Africa with a lot of kids. That was, I think it was in 97, and it was only 2008 till it actually happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it takes a long time. Like wow. the second one, yeah. I don't like it that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah none of us like the no answer. <laughs> and the slow say, answer yeah. isn't always funny. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Because we, the slow we all is love the, the go. Yeah. Yes. We love the go. Yes. So it was really, really powerful. But it is like, man, like, it, if, man, we need to reflect and, like, evaluate where, Lord, where can I grow? Like, right now, I love, like, what you said in Romans six thirteen. It says, so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. I want to be his instrument. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me of the song, I mm -hmm. give myself away so you can mm -hmm. use me. People are praying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Say, Lord. And then you say, oh, you're such an answer to prayer. And mm -hmm. then God uses you for somebody to get saved. That mm -hmm. is one of the most exciting things. Yeah, and, and I think that's the beauty of all of this is about seeking his kingdom. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just the fire extinguisher to put out my problems or the mm -hmm. genie to show up. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I think we think of God as like this divine Santa Claus that if I can get yeah. on the nice list, yeah. then I'll get everything I want. But mm. this is more than just spoiled kids getting their way. Yeah. Yes. This is about beloved sons and daughters becoming like their heavenly father. Mm. The yeah. relationship aspect. I was thinking about you saying, I really? want to be... Really? <laughs> yeah, I think about you all the time. <laughs> Change him, Lord. Let him grow. <laughs> um, and me too, I guess. Um, I guess. When you said, yeah. No, I have to. Um, when you Let's said, go. use me as an instrument. Yeah. You know, but if you use an instrument, before you like really use it, you have to... That's Dutch. Tune it. Tune it. You have to like tune it. And sometimes we want to get on the stage so fast and just showcase our instrument and our talent. Yeah, and yeah. then we don't want to take time to tune it to make it like really perfect for yeah. God. And um, so I, I was thinking, where do we need to tune in? Where do we need to change? Nice. Where like where that, does yeah. it hurt? Where do we need to, to grow? And, and it takes time. You don't get the stage or a mic just like that, you know? Mm -hmm. it's, and even if you have it, you're not there. There's still stages of mm -hmm. growth. And yeah, so true. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing that uh, Dr. Wayne said stood out was relationship has a genealogy. Ooh. And I was I so moved by that because right now, um, I, none of us get anywhere without somebody sacrificing, praying, tears, doing everything they can to get us where mm -hmm, we're at. Yeah. And if there's anything good in my life, it's because God has 
given it through someone else, through prayers. And right now my, my grandmother, you know, my auntie is struggling. And these are women of faith who have poured into my life and who are here. And then I also think that, you know what, I'm not going to always be there for Zion or my husband. But Lord, my prayers are like... Our prayers that we have now are going to extend into eternity mm-hmm. and they're going to outlive us. And the fact that the prayers of your mom, of your family, yeah. your family are still today yes. moving and operating in your right. life, that God gives us an opportunity yeah. to mm-hmm. deposit something that's going to outlive us wow. and that is going to do his purposes. Oof. What a gift. What Amen. a gift. Well, like you said, every miracle, every breakthrough has a genealogy and yeah. it started with prayer. But one of the things I love in the book of Revelation is that God collects our prayers mm-hmm. and yeah. they're accumulative. And they're, that yeah. next prayer might be the one that puts it over the top. Yep. Yeah. This brings the answer that has been slow mm-hmm. or that has been not given because we had to grow. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think we need to circle the seventh time. We yes. need to dip the seventh time. Yeah. We need to go, okay, one more. Let's just keep going for that breakthrough. Absolutely. Your script, you know, just had another scripture that you pointed out was in Luke, always pray and never give up. Yeah. And then the next scripture after that was, is there any limit to my power? Yeah. And I also think for those who have children who are far from God, your prayers matter and there is no limit to his power. Yeah. And for us to believe that this is what God has given us to hold on to hope. It's not just, oh, let's see what happens. We can actively participate in the breakthrough and in the faithfulness of God through prayer. Yeah. If we always pray, we won't give up. Yes, so if I we're giving that. up, then we probably are praying. Mm-hmm. We're, we're whining, we're complaining, yes. we're struggling. Yeah. But if we keep on praying, that's why Jesus says, always pray mm-hmm. and never give up. Absolutely. And, the, and then I think it comes back to when, when God told uh, Joshua, you already have the victory. Yeah. So when we give up on round five or round six, then we're making God small. We don't, mm-hmm. We're not trusting him mm-hmm. of what he said. We're already champions. We just have to press through until we finish that race and then there's another race (laughs) to run (laughs) it reminds me of um i love it like the psalms of david like Mm -hmm. he poured out his heart to god like in most difficult situations Mm -hmm. sometimes where he brought himself in but sometimes where it was like the enemy wanted to really kill him Mm -hmm. so then sometimes he was complaining and said lord you got to help me but he always ended and i love this yet i will praise your name i will make him great anyway through your circumstance and watch him see do miracles. Yeah, let me declare that scripture one more time from Jesus. It says, ask for a breakthrough and it will be given to you. Search for a breakthrough and you will find. Knock for a breakthrough and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks for a breakthrough will receive and the one who searches for a breakthrough will find and the door to breakthrough will be open to the one who knocks. Amen. Yes, and in Jesus' name we all said, Amen. 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 As always, it's a wrap. Love you guys. Woo!